Hey guys, before I start, I want to say, if you like the stuff we do here, please consider giving to our Patreon. The extra cast gives us a chance to go to concerts, meet lovely folks like you, work on projects you guys might enjoy, and do other fun things for the podcast. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Tristan Gilbert, Brittany Wilson, Marius Salisbury, Thrandul, David W.F., Brownie Davis, Matt Burr, Gregory Larson, Kevin Lovecraft, and Kevin Smith. Thanks for helping these gunslingers ride into town. All right, and we are uh, back, I believe, with some more Gun and Slinger. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, last session we sat down, we created a world, we created some characters, and, and now so I am told. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, uh, and now we we intend to try and take those characters out into that world we have designed and uh, and uh, see what happens. Well, with, them. with that in mind, I'm going to have a little sip. Of thematically appropriate bourbon, yep. uh, you to you gentlemen, Clean to uh, yeah, to to a dying world, and uh, let's all do the twist. Yeah, let's do the. Oh God! <laughs> all right. So before we start, we technically did this last session, but that was on a different day at a different time, and we were frankly different people. So uh, let's get the cards out and uh, and do a little bit of the old. Uh, handing out cards to people so we can actually mm-hmm. play the game. Let's do that. Okay, bold, bold move, but let's see if it pays off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the master will deal each player a five-card hand, then I will <laughs> then I will draw my own. So one, two, three, four, and five for Jesus. And one, two, three, four, and five for Mr. Dave. And then one, two, three, four, and five. For myself, the maestro, uh, the remaining deck will sit face down in the middle of the play area, within reach of everyone's uh, of everyone. Which, uh, given our actual play space, a little bit more difficult, but it'll be here in the middle. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's mm-hmm. fine. All right, and we put down any pairs we have, correct? Right. If you have any pairs in your hand, put them down face down in front of yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, do not draw up new cards. You will you will draw new cards uh, based on certain actions, or if you run out of cards, mm-hmm. then you get to draw three new cards. Okay. But otherwise, certain actions will allow you to draw new cards. Like for example, in combat, if uh, if you a gun, if you kill something with the gun, uh, the gun gets to draw a card. If you kill something uh, without the gun, then the slinger gets to draw a card, stuff ah, like that. Interesting. Otherwise, uh, you know, and when you run out of cards, you get to draw three new cards. Cool. Okay. Uh, and otherwise, you will be again doing just go fish. You'll be taking cards from others mm-hmm. as you go. All right. Um, so with all that established, that's the basic setup there. So let's uh, let's go ahead and begin. Uh, so mark down uh, those few uh, your uh, gun, your connection. So you should have. Uh, it doesn't tell me how much. Yeah, I think yes. Yeah, you, so you basically have the top. So you, you that's the you have one, two, three. Like basically that the, the entire graph of connection. You get to okay. use your powers pretty often. Okay. Um, and then uh, how you regain that is basically uh at the end of the session you regain like half the value of what you lost. So you can you get a lot to spend. You don't get it back very easily. But I'm also just a gun. Yep. I can't uh, even but vote. you can. But you can, however, uh, spend a single. 
So if you have a card in your hand, a single card in your hand, instead of saving it up for to make a pair with, uh, you can spend that instead uh, and regain that many points of connection. So you do have a fairly easy way to regain besides just rest. Uh, it does cool. cost you a card, though. I like it. Um, and then uh, for the Slinger, instead of having a connection, you have a twist track. So right now your twist track is empty yep. and you have zero scrapes. Yep. And so again, your powers, you gain twist when you use your powers mm -hmm. and you can only really get rid of twist by resting, uh, by performing selfless acts. Uh, okay, sure. Yep. But if you do that, it does remove <laughs> a twist. Um, I mean, resting I doesn't get... remove all your twists. It removes half of your twist. Okay. Um, and spending two braids. Braids are basically like beats, like you mm -hmm. know XP. Um, you will get a beat, a braid every time you fail a, a, a draw. Uh, I will give you braids like candy uh, for doing cool stuff. Mm. Um, and then at the end of the session, of course, we get to hand out even more braids. Uh, you can spend braids. Mm -hmm. I believe at the at the bottom somewhere in your character sheet it tells you what you can spend some braids for. Uh, but you can you can spend them to upgrade your character, but you can also spend them in the game to uh, give yourself uh, new stats, give yourself stuff. Uh, if we get to the point where you have enough braids to to spend them, uh, we'll, we'll we'll deal with that. Usually, uh, stuff gets uh, gets hopping with braids once you get like five or more. Okay. Um, and that's I believe everything we need to get started. So let us begin our session. Mm. So, the camera sort of pans out over a huge, endless-looking desert. Sand dunes, wind. Along this desert, you see a pair of set of tracks, just in a single file going down, the wind erasing them bit by bit as it blows. We, we follow those tracks along until we start hearing a clatter of wood and ceramic and all sorts of little random bits and bobs. The camera starts looking up from that set of tracks on the sand and sees... Well, why don't you guys describe what your mount looks like? Because uh, you, 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 you seem pretty intent on having it be made out of uh, chairs and furniture and random objects. What, what do we see as we as we look at your at your mount? At first glance, it looks like a pile of random junk from a furniture store that was sort of piled together. And if you were looking at it from a picture, uh, you would think, oh, someone just threw their stuff away. But in but it is actually in motion. It is somewhat horse-ish shaped, bits and pieces of uh, chairs and furniture a lot of it strangely enough like horse shaped or horse themed that are mixed together to form a sort of cabal of moving parts that take the short shape of a horse uh the front half is basically uh, a chair with a picture of a horse for a face the back half is these two bar stools that are somehow moving in a consistent way its tail is actually just a broom that sweeps that actually that actually uh, partially sweeps away the the footprints it, it creates 
and every time it moves every once in a while it does sort of neigh but the neigh is sort of a weird sound of what sounds like a marble uh, bust and a piece of carpet r- rubbing against each other I like it I like it and settled upon uh, this uh, this odd looking mount as it makes its way through the dunes are of course our slinger and his uh, weapon of I don't want to say weapon of choice. I mean, the choice was made not necessarily by mm-hmm. him. Precisely. A choice was involved. Yeah. <laughs> the camera zooms up to the obvious focus, which is usually uh, the writer. The writer is a tallish, dark-skinned gentleman with a sharp goatee, uh, sort of a skinny, but also uh, well-built, not overly muscular, more like a swimmer's body. And his hair is braided, numerous braids that go down to his shoulders, but it's strange is that each braid is circled by two strands, two strands of bioluminescent filament that almost looks like if you were any sort of scientist, you sort of look like DNA going around his hair. And this gentleman also is also wearing like a, a duster, some regular pants, a shirt, and also a pretty good cowboy hat, smaller on the smaller side. And at first you think he's just mouthing words and or even talking to himself as he's grumbling at something or like, do you have to sing while we're doing this? That's fucking amazing because that's exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we have been friends for a very long time. That I had was a feeling. Obviously, I had a the, feeling. Obviously what I was going to be doing. Yep. yep. Because I love two things. I love Westerns and I love the three amigos <laughs> <laughs> and unnecessary singing while yep. on a horseback. Yep. And the camera pans down and it shows the holster of his gun, the gun nestled inside. It is, uh, it looks remarkably like a Colt 45 Peacemaker, except for it has some detailing on it that is unique to this particular firearm. It has some curves and crevices and etching that, as the light catches it, looks like it is made of a a crimson metal. And as the camera stabilizes, it doesn't zoom in. For a moment, the horse stops uh, to so that the uh, rider can get their bearings. And now that the gun is stationary, is idle. The camera can see that the crimson metal is not metal at all, but they are indents, lacerations, and incisions into the gun, and underneath is a pulsating, writhing red flesh that catches the sun and reflects in a metallic manner. But there is something alive and breathing underneath the metal of the gun. And... Then the piercing through the dry, arid air and the wind that is kicked up says, She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Come on now. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Falsetto. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Oh, there you again. I swear to God. When she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain. Tenor. Bass. She'll be coming round the mountain when the gentleman by the name of Jeremiah Stain, takes out the gun and flings it across the, the desert sands. Yeah, yeah, 
And Steve's writing's like, oh, he'll come back in five minutes. Or pretty much entirely, because your range is 10 feet, so you mm-hmm. got to teleport right back. <laughs> <laughs> or five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as, yeah. as flying, like, just reappears in, in, in the holster. Yep. And it's like, ready exactly, to go. Yep. Um, and so, uh, as this happens, the camera once again sort of pulls back, pulls up above the uh, above the the writers um again showing them uh as it rises up into the air as a smaller and smaller dot into the desert and then the camera seems to pan back to try and show a bit of the horizon and as the horizon rises up what you see is instead of more desert and more sand you see a a line of darkness at first but it's not just dark it's it's the dark green and as the camera keeps sort of flowing forward, you see that all of a sudden there is a, a very sharp divide. As the desert seems to just run up against a wall of green, of trees, of forest, of deep, dark trees that rise dozens of feet up into the air and block out the sun. Beneath those branches, it's it's almost pure black, and there is a a almost a straight line where that desert ends and these this dark seemingly impenetrable seemingly equally endless as the camera kind of shows the forest just going off into the distance forest and right there at the edge of the forest two things come into view as the camera sort of sweeps off to the side the first as you notice is that the camera is following that same line between the desert and the forest. And on that line are train tracks. And we see a puff of steam or smoke as a locomotive is on those tracks, traveling among the, along them at high speed, one side to the desert, one side to the, one side to the woods. And again, the camera now focuses on that locomotive following it. Uh, there are dozens of cars behind it, all of them mismatched, all of them from different eras and different designs, some of them looking not quite like any car design that that you, dear listener, might be imagining. Um, And the train itself, uh, as it moves and the camera kind of follows up behind it, we see a little town coming up along those tracks. A little, you know, train station town, a a little byway, a little place where the train slowly comes to a stop. And as the camera sees that, the camera pulls back and we see a, a sort of you know old timey western font um mm-hmm. rising up you know yellow yellow letters against a, a blue sky oh and there's that that like crimping around the edge of the screen mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, the detailing of the swirly exactly. white yeah, yeah and yeah. that's once upon a time on the bloom bog express i love Ooh, it Ooh, love it all right and so we come back now as uh as our uh writers approach this little town now you know you know bloombog forest you know that there's no getting through it without taking a ride on the bloombog express which is why you were headed towards this little town you've been traveling towards it for a few days now and you're you're arriving just in time as you know the train stops overnight in the town and uh and if you don't catch it now well it'll be a couple of weeks before it makes its way down here again but it really is the only way 
to go through the forest. It's a trip that takes about five days to complete on the train. And then on the other side, well, there's places you need to get to. Mm -hmm. For you have uh, your own missions and your own quests to do. So, so the Bloombog Express. The Bloombog Express. It goes through the forest. It takes five days. Yes. It's the only way through. Yes. The Fish. only way. The, well, the only way. No, the only safe way, really. Safe um, fish. Yeah, exactly. I I'm mean, write down only way. Yeah, mm-hmm. only way. Like else. That, that, yeah, people. People say that they've gone through. You know, they they mm-hmm. they they'll they'll put uh you know they'll, they'll even uh, put together you know expeditions into the Bloombog Forest. Those this recent group of uh you know small group that tried to cram themselves into a tube and head into the forest <laughs> did not did not go well for them. Tis tis tis. But uh, yes, so you have (laughs) of which the conductor bragged brazenly for years and years about how (laughs) much uh, regulation and uh, safety concerns uh, his uh, train (laughs) dodged. Mm -hmm. Um, So you arrive at the little town. It's it's a small town. There's really not a lot to it. It's it's more of a way station. There's a couple of small businesses and small inn. uh, You know, which occasionally does host. You know, parties of travelers waiting for the next train. Is there a brothel? Of course there is. There are people. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to wait a couple of weeks for the next train. Mm-hmm. Like again, it's a small little border town. You know, there's not a lot of traffic through the through the forest, but it's enough. There's enough to support a small, thriving community mm-hmm. of people who need to get through. Before new listeners think, "Oh no, another horny gamer at the table." No, we established that the the gun is horny. Like yeah. this is <laughs> this is a character. I. I I'm fairly sure I said this in jest when we put this game together. And, no, but- no, there was like I just listened to it. There were like ten <laughs> minutes, ten minutes of you explaining just how many like dick jokes and comments on people's asses <laughs> and explaining like the nature of like. All right, but wait, is is the gun like physically attractive? I mean, to we already them? established is, there's is, holes is, in is them it, that are fleshy. Like, yep. Yeah. So like, no, we, we there, there was quite a bit of discussion on how horny the gun was. Well, you can go back and listen to session. Zero, folks, because that was a while ago. <laughs> and, and the I, worst, the worst part is, I have to stay within ten feet of him. <laughs> yep. So, like, I'm literally at the door. Oh, I think, enti- <laughs> I think definitely the gun. I mean, I haven't listened to session zero. I'm sure I had a lot of ruminations on this, mm-hmm. but and I think the gun is or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, bourbonations. <laughs> bourbonations. Uh, I, I think the gun is 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 wildly horny. But given the option of doing anything physical, because it is a gun, it's like yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a objects like that i mean people so gross people use objects all the time yeah but like you're an object but you're not an object Object. (laughs) i am not that kind of gun (laughs) i'm sure it's someone's kink and i'm always saying i don't care but i say this because i know it bothers him (laughs) (laughs) ever since i went to that brothel rule 34 (laughs) uh but yes you you've arrived at the town so, uh, and again, the train has just arrived. You know, it usually only stays overnight to resupply. Um, so you, you need to get on that train. First thing we take care of, we go and make sure we get a ticket first before we head over to the bar. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah, make sure they can take horses or, you know, I don't think our steeds. ride, our ride counts more as luggage than anything else. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. <laughs> It's probably true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So What's the horse's name again? Bennett. Bennett. Why do you keep asking that? Like, you think it's a poor decision or something? What? No, no. I mean, you know, like, 
plenty of couch puns out there, chair puns out there. Well, those are too know? obvious. Bennett is just, people are going to be wondering for days, like, does it have some sort of special meaning? Gotta see, like, you're, you're right. I've yeah. been wondering for quite some time. Yep. And then when they finally, like, take the withdrawal, withdrawal, whatever the term is, to ask, I'll say, it doesn't mean anything at all. And I'll smile. Because you're a mysterious stranger with a talking gun. Yep. Part of the mystique. <sighs> Let's get that ticket. Okay, then. All right. So you, uh, you know, saunter on on your uh, furniture beast for uh, towards the, uh, I want to say the port, but it's not a port. It's a train station. You yep. get yeah, to the train, train station. station. Yeah, there's a train station and it's like a, or it's not a junction because only one station. Yeah, it's one just, train it's just the it, one. Yeah. It's just a train station, a train yeah. stop. Um, so we go into a town in Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. And basically. we're all very excited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, and as you, you know, as, as you approach, uh, you see that there is in fact, uh, you know, people getting off and on the train. There are, uh, folks loading various amounts of supplies, food, uh, ammo, uh, you know, things that are going to be taken to the other side of the woods to trade with other towns in the area. Uh, there's, you know, people, uh, in fact, it looks very crowded on the, on the, on the train station. Uh, there's, there's plenty of people getting on. There's not that many people getting off. They're loading up a bunch of luggage They're loading up a bunch of, uh, large boxes, barrels. Um, the train looks, looks, yeah, it, it looks very lively. Uh, the town, the town, in fact, as, as you were approaching originally, uh, you know, seemed fairly quiet, but very much as you, uh, as, as sort of the train pulled in, the towns just sort of like bloomed open, uh, as, you know, kind of like when it, when a, when a ship arrives, uh, to port, uh, and, you know, all the sailors get let out. So, you know, yeah, you see a lot of train crew getting out and heading straight for the brothel or bar or inn or, you know, haberdasher, some guys just big on hats uh it's, it's kind yeah. of, it's a thing on the other side of the forest um <laughs> that's one of the things i miss about yeah. having a body hats yes, yes. Yeah. Right. um but yes yeah, so you, you you see all this and of course you know there are a few uh you mm-hmm. know locals uh you can just it's not exactly a uniform or anything but you can you can kind of tell quickly like who's you know who, who are the general uh attendants in the area so i, I go to the first attendant looking at gentleman i can find a gentle woman Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and approach is like, uh, are you the person I talked to about a ticket for tomorrow? Yeah, do you have your ticket? I would like to buy a ticket. And uh, the person they look at you, um, it is, it is, it is a man, a short man. Um, uh, definitely has to, you know, kind of tilt his head up to uh, to meet your eyes, Slinger, and uh, just kind of looks up to you. And there's a sort of blankness to his expression. There's there's really nothing there. There's sort of like no thought, only sort of like. And then like an entire like three or four seconds pass during which absolutely nothing is said. Yeah, no, we're not selling tickets. There's look at this. We're full. There's no more room. You can wait till the next one. It'll be about three weeks. If that you don't is, already have a ticket, get out of the way. Next, we're, we're, that we're is going together. too long. Yeah, there isn't mu- it though? You should have arrived maybe a week ago. All these other people already bought their tickets. They've been here for a while now, so sir. Been, we have stuff to the load. Get out. Get so out. Come I've on. I've been a bit busy killing. I pause. Twist creatures. 
Yep, that's that's all there is out there. There's also all there is over on the woods. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you'd arrived a week ago, you could have been on this train, Good, which would let you sir. get through Good, all sir. the twist creatures. There but unfortunately, must, there must be a way we can ensure I'm able to get on that train. Well, I mean, I'd say the easiest way is to sit down and wait for about three weeks where there will be more tickets available, sir. Now, if you'll please get is out of the way. Is there an alternative I can think of or you can think of? Like, is there anyone who needs perhaps a bodyguard or, or and as you're as you're you know doing this the, the guy is just about to like again you know blow you off when uh you hear a sharp whistle from uh from the side actually sort of up like at the top of the train um directed it you know at, in your direction i look and uh up there you see a tall rangy gentleman oh is it kind of like a yeah, like a sharp, oh, like, okay. uh, you know, like literally, you know, directed directly at you. And you see up there, and there's a, a tall, you know, rangy gentleman. Uh, his uh, skin is uh, deeply tanned. Uh, he's got, you know, a good old cowboy hat, and he's uh, he's very tall. He's nearing seven feet, thin as a rail, uh, and he's got a a large uh, gun at his, uh, you know, in the holster. His hands nowhere near it, and uh, he's just looking down and going like. Yeah, you, I can't help but over here since you're being pretty loud. Hey, hey, get over here. Sounds like you've, uh, you're looking for a bit of a job, buddy. Maybe. If it gets me a ride. This is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, but, well, I mean, it'll get you a ride. It won't be inside the train, though. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, because I can see you're packing down there. And look, how do you think this train gets through the woods safe every time? I'm assuming by killing things, I want to make it unsafe. Exactly. And that means there's people get paid to ride on top of the train and kill anything that approaches, you know, for about five days or so. If you can do that, well, the train will take you where you're going. You'll even get a little bit of extra scratch. You know what? That sounds like a plan, and it gives me the opportunity to kill some things I need dying. Uh, Jesus, what's your character's name again? Uh, Jeremiah Stain. Jeremiah... You know what keeps this thing safe? Two inches of steel and iron and lots all around the damn thing. That's what keeps it safe. This idiot wants to ride on top of a train and shoot things like it's target practice. Yes, the steel keeps it safe. But let's say a creature lands on top of it and digs for hours upon hours without a guy to shoot it in the face. All right. Well, it looks like they already got a guy. One guy. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If it's as full up as they say, and everyone's watching me talk to a gun. Yeah, the (laughs) dude's like, uh, you done argue with your gun down there? Listen, it's easy work. We never get anything more than a couple of twist spiders trying to crawl on the train. Easy enough. Pays good. And hey, look, if you can't hack it, three weeks. It'll hey, go by quick. I never said I could hack it. I'm just, the end is great over there. It's I can recommend. Hey, you need, you hey, need a coupon hey, you know how, 20% listen, off. Listen, there's no argument for me. You know how guns are. Just give me a moment. I don't think he does. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? I look, I look at my gun. I'm down. All right, great. Well, you know... Go side up over there. Talk to talk to the one. You'll see the other one. She looks like her hair's on fire. It's not actually on fire. It's a twist thing. It's fucked I, up. I pointed my head. I know. No, your hair's fine. Your hair's fine. I mean, you got a little gray coming in there, but it's it's. I don't fine. have wait wait gray. You don't look a gray. day over forty. No, I do not have any. Oh shit, there is a gray here. 
When did this happen? Why did you tell me, Cassidy? Anyway, look, her name's Morana. Hair, right. hair looks like it's on fire. Just few train cars down there. Tell right. her, tell her Zephyr sent you. Zephyr, gotcha. So I started walking in the direction he pointed. All right, you do indeed. And uh, indeed, after uh, a couple of train cars down, uh, you do have to kind of dodge a few people that are you know, coming in and out and, 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 you know, all the equipment that's being put on the train. And you do, in fact, see uh, a, a person. It is a woman in this case. Uh, she is dressed in uh, what looked like, you know, plastics or riding leather leathers. And uh, he was not kidding about her hair looking like it's on fire. Mm-hmm. It literally looks like she has, there is a, a flame rising uh, above her head. Oh. Uh, yeah, nobody nobody seems to really like, you know, a couple of people like will do a double take, mm-hmm. but as there's no screaming and there's no fire and there's no smoke mm-hmm. and the people around like, they're standing close, like in that much fire, you would expect there to be heat. And the people who she's talking to seem to just be, you know, fine. They're like, okay, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's the fire that's on her head. Like that, nobody seems to be really reacting to fire. And as you approach, you don't feel any heat from it. So it may very well be just some kind of weird twist visual yep. effect. So you turn the corner, start to approach, and you hear, Sweet Mother Mary of the Moon, your hair's on fire! Oh, Jesus your hair's on- Christ. Is it- Do we have... Is there a fire ward? Stop it! Is there- Stop it! Fire- I thought you were supposed to be the charismatic one. You don't talk about a woman's... I was... Uh, uh, ish, ish, uh, things. Hairstyle. Hairstyling. Out loud like that? All right, fine, I'll fix it. Hey, miss... I apologize for that outburst, but um, I'll tell you what. Now that I look at it, you know, you got something on uh, women with a perm. You both can't get your hair wet. Oh, God. And uh, the woman turns around. She had been talking to two two other individuals. Uh, One of them is a uh, short and uh, stocky uh, man. He's almost almost as wide as he's tall uh, with his uh, and uh, you don't know his name yet. Um, But he uh, is wearing sort of average, uh, you know, riding clothes, a little bit. a uh, little bit more leather than than one would uh, normally expect. Uh, you know, it's like just uh, not just leather pants, but you know, leather vest, leather shirts. It's all leather. You know, it's all leather. There's, there's no like you, you know uh, linen. There's no others. It's just he's just dressed uh, a, a toe to, uh, top to toe uh, from with leather. Um, and uh, he instead of you know most people have guns, uh, or at least most most travelers alone. Uh, you know, or the, although somebody in the group will have a gun of some kind. Um, he has a shotgun strapped across his back, a very, a very long uh, weapon. And uh, you see that along the, uh, along the barrel of the shotgun are several uh, sort of blue crystals. And there's um, that sort of little uh, bit of mist that comes off from some, when something's very cold, exposed to, to warm air. Uh, that seems to be like coming from a little, crystals that are studded along the uh along the length of that shotgun uh and there's another person that you know she uh morana was talking to uh this one is a uh a young woman uh slight uh dressed mostly in uh dark clothes she's also wearing a uh, a short veil doesn't cover her whole face but covers uh like just down to her nose you can still see her face it's it's mostly transparent um but it's it's basically a goth girl, uh, you know. You're, you, and uh, this this woman uh, is is carrying uh, 
What you're doing this because my gun is horny, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and uh, and this and this young woman, um, she is you know unlike the this the stocky man with the shotgun who is uh you know uh, standing up to you know his full barely five foot height. Uh, this this young woman is average height, but kind of a little bit hunched over. Seems seems a little bit more shy, uh, in presentation. Uh, and around uh, uh, at her hips, though, you do notice a pair of guns. What you do also notice, both of you, uh, one of you. Being a weapon, the other one being very familiar with weapons uh, of late, uh, is that they are very much not magical guns. Uh, she she seems to have a pair of just standard issue, you know, flintlock uh, pistols at her at her waist. Um, and then again, there's Morana uh, with her with the fire hair, uh, and she turns around as she, as she hears this conversation going on and kind of. Looks you both looks you well looks the writer over looks the slinger over uh eyes fall on the gun for a moment in 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 mild confusion because not used to having guns talk at her like that um she's like yeah what what what, what can I help you with oh um <clears throat> uh ma'am um my friend uh my friend uh, uh um you see him here. And she again notices that his lips aren't moving, and the the sound is, seems to be coming from from the gun of the holster. Yep, down here, down here. And she looks up at at uh, at the slinger for a moment, kind of like questioningly. It it can talk, yeah. I, it's not, I guess, becoming less common nowadays. Yep. Um. So uh, I just need you to no, settle it's something. Not that it's just that they know normally. All right. I just need you to settle something for me. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend is going to take uh, about 10, 10 paces backwards. Jeremiah? Uh, 10 paces. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. All right. Now, miss, mm-hmm. do you notice anything peculiar about my friend's hair? He's, it's on, No, it's on his head. That's that's the most likely place to have hair. What the fuck? Look at other people. And now look at his hair. Why is we, there why, any sort why we, of why are we doing this? differentiating why, why we, situation? Why are we doing this right now? His hair is fine. It's got a little bit of white in it. What do you mean? They said it was gray last time. I mean, from this distance, it looks white. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Jeremiah, what I'm Shut up. And, he, and Jeremiah says forward, anyway, Zephyr sent us to talk to you. Did he now? I mean. Yep. And why why would he do something like that? Because I am good with my gun, as talkative as it is, and I would like a job to get on that train. You're good. You're good with that uh, that that chatty little thing at your waist, are mm-hmm. you? I am. How about how about you show me? And uh, she points at. I'm gonna lay down. This one's uh, this one's gonna be. Uh, uh, Relatively, relatively easy, um, mm-hmm. or or maybe not. Can't wait to fuck this. Yep, yep, uh, or maybe not. Um, but this is actually no. It's it's a it's a ten challenge. Um, oh, she's boy. she's making it hard for you because uh, you're weirded out. Uh, yeah, but, wait, I mean, but actually, wait. No, sorry, sorry. I'm do, uh, this is the card I'm playing anyway. But um, but I'm supposed to do a go fish before I play my card. Okay, as, okay. as the maestro. So, uh, uh, slinger. Yes. Uh, do you have any eights? No. All right. In that case, I get to draw a card. Go fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, add that to my deck, and I will play down 
the as a single, as the maestro, as the rules go, I can basically play down cards to introduce new elements into scenes, and the sort of the number of the cards sort of becomes effectively what what you need to beat uh, to to overcome that challenge. Um, it, so yeah, so that's what's happening. I'm introducing, uh, which is honestly not that hard because the difficulties can go up much higher uh, than ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, okay. it's uh, you know it's a challenge being introduced. So I'll play that down, and uh, she is pointing at a a, uh, a glass bottle that somebody seems to have left on the roof of the uh, you know a nearby roof, and. You can tell us as a singer, this is not an easy like she's if she's point if she's expecting you to sh- to hit that target from where you are right now, that is not an easy shot. That is that is the kind of shot that it, you know like you have to be skilled to make. So lay down that ten. Mm-hmm. All right, so that means that that's the cost that y'all need to beat okay. in order to somehow overcome this challenge. Now you, you've got a few options here. Okay, you can. Individually, either of you, if you have a way of of paying that cost, if you have in your in your established pairs uh, ten or more, uh, basically, if you can meet that cost with with your pairs, um, then you know you can do that. If you would like to simply take, you know, like <clears throat> try and shoot it directly, that's always a blind pay, which means both of you put down a card face down and hope that it meets or beats. Uh, when you add them both together, that that cost that I'm asking for, mm-hmm. uh, or you can you know use one of your powers or uh, or make a a, a deal uh, if you cannot pay that cost in any other way. So uh, first off, I want to do is I want to spend my jack to pull three cards automatically. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. You you should have at the back of your character sheet there yeah, are specific. Actually... There are uh, face card. So face cards let you do shit. They you, 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 face cards don't get paired because there is there are no two queens of clubs. There are no two queens of you know whatever. Uh, so face cards just have specific things that you can do. They they are bad things when I do them, uh, but they are they are good things for for you. But yeah, so you want to so you want to do that? You want to uh, uh, draw? Uh, sorry, uh, lay that down. Or sorry, I already did. All right, cool. and I already so, pulled three cards. All right, cool. All right, so that's and with that done, I'm gonna. I look. I, I grumble. I grumble to Cassidy. Mm-hmm. All right, want me to take care of this? I think I can, real quick. It's more of a <clears throat> team effort, but yeah, sure. All Show right, and I stuff. quickly pull you out. Yep, and I point completely away mm-hmm. from the target. Wait, and I pull the trigger. <laughs> ace, major success. Basic nice. gist with an ace, it's a major success. So basically, I succeed, but with like just uh, awesome effect. I point the gun and fire. Bounces off a metal helmet. Bounces off a signpost. Bounces off a couple of other random people in points that would have killed them, but they have, a, for some odd reason, have a piece of metal there. And then finally hits the target, but with a large bang that attracts everyone's attention. Fair enough. All right, you is that use, good enough for you? You you want to use the well success for that? Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> gonna gonna miss that when we're uh, on the train. I have Actually, no idea what you're talking about. Our I, producer is here, uh-huh. and uh, he has notes. 
Um, but yeah, so the face the face cards, uh, dear listener, allow you to to, to uh, completely ignore that entire explanation that I gave and just say like, no, I no, but I win though. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yes, the 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 uh, the jacks are uh, let you draw more cards. The ace is basically just like a, an instant win uh, for you, and I believe the kings and queens let you. Uh, draw other cards so yep. they have they have specific mm-hmm. effects which i'm sure we will discover as the game goes on but yes so that exact that happens exactly as described mm. uh and uh and so the the three uh the three uh mercs that are kind of like watching this all right i see why sefer sent you after all uh she uh, says morana and uh then points back at the other two uh pointing at the uh at the short, stocky man, going like, uh, yeah, so that's Argus, and uh, this here Seraphin, uh, he says, she He's says, pointing at the at the other two, and each one of them kind of nods. Wait, wait stop, stop. Because, Argus and Seraphin. Well, because you described them, like, over 12 minutes ago, yes, and I did not have their names, so who so is Argus? Argus is the short and stocky one with the shotgun. With and the leather? Yes. yes. Short. So, so squeaky. Stocky leather. Yeah. It's more suede, really. Like it's not. It's not shiny. You leather. said leather so much. We're there, going. Yeah, with leather. there's lots of leather. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, it's not so, shiny leather. It's it's it's, it's like uh, you know the there the are monsters man. in this world. Mountain this man, man leather. This man can be a leather daddy. I, I mean, he is uh, he leather with is. shotgun. And who was the other one? Uh, Seraphine. Question with yes. an ace with my use of ace. I looked awesome, by the yes. way. Yes, but you also, did. you uh, gain extra effect from this list. Aha. You gain extra insight. Oh, there's two. You gain extra insight, pose a question to the table, and collaboratively answer. Mm-hmm. Or B, you gain or maintain the upper hand determined collectively. I oh. think we might want to go for extra insight. I like that. And so, pose a question. To, so, let's both decide what sort of question we want to ask the maestro. Uh, what Cassidy the gun was getting at is that it's weird that nobody brought up your hair, mm-hmm. and he questions their ability to see. <laughs> He's like, nobody brought up your glowing fuck off hair. Oh, the thing is, it's only bioluminescent at night. That's true. That's about that. Like during yeah. the day. That's why everybody's like, "Yeah, he's got some streaks of white." Right. What's yeah, your problem? Yeah. So let's not waste David didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. Fine. During the day, just he's just got some streaks of white in his hair. Mm-hmm. During the night, it's, <laughs> which it's, is news to him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When was the last time they fired their fucking guns? Fair enough question. Right? They're all, all right. gunslingers. How comfortable are they with their own okay, guns? Yeah. Let's let's say I look at them and say like, how good, do I trust these guys to have my back? Yeah, no. So you you look at them and I mean it's it's clear to your eyes as a slinger that these are these are you know trained or at least very experienced mercenaries. Even the young woman, like their their weapons look well maintained. Um, they they look used. Their their armor does not look new and shiny. Uh, well, not armor really. Only ones like wearing wearing the leather is is Argus. Yep. Um, everybody's just kind of like dressed in as you dress full you on know. leather daddy protection yeah, exactly uh, so but it's, like, a, it's a goth show okay yeah um but no they are they are yeah they, they look in fact you know they've they've been on the train for you know as long as it's been traveling uh you know at least this trip through the mm-hmm. through the uh, uh thing and yeah you can see that they've seen some action like they they just got off the train and they are not necessarily 100 clean and bathed and everything um and again you know i'll kind of 
I'll give you like all of it anyway because it's it all it all ties into the same theme that you're okay. going with. Like again, these they do not seem, if anything, that uh, you know, uh, again, Seraphine's not meeting your eyes. She seems to kind of like be standoffish. Yep. Argus though, he almost seems a little relieved because like, all right, we got we like once he sees you in action, he's like. <laughs> All right, you know, we we actually got like somebody who can shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, Morana uh, kind of seems like grudgingly impressed because uh, she was she was not <laughs> to begin with. Uh, you don't know what Sefer thinks because he's se- several cars down. Yep. Uh, but you do notice again, like as as you kind of like uh, just look at the car, you see like scratches on the outside. You see uh, you see uh, splats of what maybe blood or other. Uh, things like there, there are clear signs that you know the, the 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 journey through the woods is not necessarily always a peaceful one. We can handle it, uh, but All at right. the same time, you know these these people look like they're experienced uh, experienced gunslingers, experienced adventurers, and though there are like minor scratches and stuff, they, none of them seems like injured. Nobody's in a sling, uh, you know. No, nobody, you, you know, no, no major injuries or anything on, on any of them. Uh, there are some old scars again they they look like experienced mercenaries or experienced gotcha. you know adventurers guards etc all right so on that at least yeah and you feel fairly certain like all right this whatever's going on here like it's dangerous but it's on the up and up all right fine with me fine 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 all right well then uh do we meet here tomorrow or what's the situation first thing in the morning uh as the sun is coming up we're heading out we want to make the most of the daylight while it lasts, because we turn into the woods about 10 minutes from here. Jeremiah, mm. what about Bennett? Oh, right. We got uh, something for luggage. Do we just pop it in there? Or? Yeah, just uh, just tell them, uh, tell them that you're with Morana's crew. They'll give you space to, to put your stuff away. All right. Bennett! <laughs> Oh, well, that's gonna make it easier. I guess I don't need to stable anything. Yeah, that'll nope. that can just go with the luggage. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, watch this, Bennett. Lie down, and I think Bennett literally collapses into a pile of like objects mm-hmm. and like folds in like a transformer. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly folds into like a pile of luggage that if you were moving your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were moving your friend over the course of three days because he was moving to Greenpoint from uh, Bed-Stuy, just throwing out an yeah, idea, yeah. <laughs> you know, then it would be a problem, but not for professionals. Yep. And I, This is a long uh, a long way to say thank you for that from two years ago, by the <laughs> no way. Problem, no I problem. still appreciate no. the shit out of and, that. <laughs> and Jeremiah takes the two handholds that also form with the transformation and picks him up. A bit heavy, but he's done his, he's mm-hmm. done push-ups. Mm-hmm. And he starts traveling to the back of the, the train. All right. Love it. Compact horse. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Dan, the AKA the bad boy of Fandible. I'm here to uh, ask you guys for money. Basically, we're we're here uh, because we're doing this out of love. We're doing this. We've got shows. If you liked what you just heard, we probably have more just like it. If you didn't like what we just heard, we have way more that's not like it. We have so much stuff, and we've given it all out to you because. We love you. We love you. We do it out of love. But guess what? Love don't pay the bills. If you go to patreon.com slash fandible and you donate a little sum sum for us, we might just have a little sum sum for you. If you can't, that's fine because, did I mention, we love you. And you can go to Twitter, find Fandible there. You can go to Facebook, search for Fandible there. Listen, just search for Fandible Whatever pops up, it's probably ours, and you should probably subscribe, like, link, 
share, etc. Do it, because we love you.